Hey everybody, welcome to Shook Me the Mooney. Um, you know, we have our regularly sketch uh scheduled um show that we're gonna do um pretty soon. But in light of the events on Wednesday when um finally um the three officers that killed or were involved in the killing of Breonna Taylor were brought to justice. Um, sadly, unsurprisingly, um, the justice that should have been served um, wasn't. So it's led to a lot of, um, you know, unhappiness amongst um, not just the black community, but just America in in general. Like this is this is a a, a tragedy. Um, and as you can see, Joel actually um, was scheduled to be here, but every time I, I talk to him about doing this, um, he's extremely upset by the result and just the overall um, reality, as I'd like to say, of America in in you know the result of um, this investigation. So he told me he's just like you know. I don't have the patience to, to, to say anything, you know, he, he, he would have only said one or two things. So I told him, it's all right, you can sit this one out um, and we'll get together and we'll, we'll do the show um, tomorrow. So that, that's why Joel's not here. So it, it shows you the impression that this um, investigation and, and uh, um, what came of it had on all three of us. Right. So uh, basically the facts, I think most of us uh, were following this, but uh, it happened in March and much of the news was focused on uh, the, the new uh, like pandemic, uh, COVID and everything. So a lot of it was uh, missed. And later on, a lot of attention was brought back onto it. But uh, basically in March, uh, Louisville, Kentucky police were serving a narcotics warrant. And it was this thing called like a, a no-knock warrant. So uh, they went into the house and Brianna Taylor was uh, like shot during the process. And um, like, basically I was saying like not many people in the mainstream, like of course locally it was probably big news. Uh, and so then in April 27, about a month later, Taylor's family filed a wrongful death suit uh, with the, against the police department and the city uh, and they're trying to challenge what the police uh, report was saying. Uh, so then a Louisville prosecutor uh, recuses himself from uh, reviewing the investigation. Uh, so then someone else came involved and they were saying, we're gonna get on top of this right away. Uh, basically it was a lot of red tape going on. And of course, uh, end of May, uh, the, uh, the George Floyd thing happened and a lot, you know, obviously we remember what happened and a lot of the attention was uh, brought back onto Breonna Taylor say her name uh we know that very well um so Javon, when it first happened in march were you like really paying attention to it like were you aware of it when it happened in march yeah i heard it and like you said um george floyd's um killing also by police it kind of brought it actually brought to light because that happened on what may 31st or right. And like only a few days after that, like maybe like one or two days, you know, the, the video came out and then the protest started. And 
we started illuminating her name as well as Ahmaud Arbery and several others um, have been, you know, killed in um, basically unjustified, unjust, unjustifiable deaths. And, you know, the thing about it is, you know, a lot of people have said that, like, you know, we talk a lot about, like, the Black men that get killed and we didn't talk enough about the Black women. And that's why um, the whole Say Her Name movement started and um it was it was brought to light and then you 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 know the more and more the facts came out and just like the um the the proceedings afterwards and the the new information that kept coming to light about it you know in a in a just world you know all three of those cops would have been in, in jail um and it's just a a, a sad thing that that's not what we're seeing here. Like the cops aren't being um, held accountable. I mean, you had the sheriff out there in LA. Um, he says to, you know, LeBron has been um, critical of the police. And two officers, I believe, got shot out there um, the other day. And they were looking for the um, suspect or the per you know the suspect uh, that perpetrated this, and I think it was like a seventy-five thousand dollar reward, and like he said, like he he asked like, or he basically um um to me like extorted LeBron on like live television to say like listen like you should match this reward. Because, like, I guess his point was that, you know, cops are in danger or whatever, whatever. And that's the extreme. And we talk about it a lot on the show. Um, that's, like, the extreme um, misinformation about all of this. Like, nobody is saying, like, there should be, like, street justice. Like, you know, cops should get killed. We're really asking for the, you know, justice system to hold um, its officers responsible for the thing. You know, Eric Garner, um, you know, I could go on with the list of names, but, you know, that would take up, like, the whole show. But, you know, the thing, I, the thing Michael, I, I always say, like, you know, in college, I used to miss class a lot because I would turn on like USA and they would have on Law and Order SVU and it's like one of my favorite shows. And guilty, guilty. <laughs> and you know, I'll just be sitting there watching episode after episode after episode and I love the show. I love um Chris Maloney, Mariska Hargitay, Ice T, um Richard Belzer, like everybody on that show, all the people I play the DAs and stuff like that. It's a wonderful show, Dick Wolf has been doing this like from before like me and Mike were even born. Great um law procedurals. But the one thing I always found uncomfortable about that show was like the closeness of the district attorneys and the ADAs with the detectives. So my like in my mind I'm like I hope that's not how I understand like for a show, like you know, they always have to be interacting with each other and stuff like that. But in real life, like when a cop is a person doing a crime and 
that cop is somebody that worked on a case with the DA that's going to prosecute him. Like, there's clearly a conflict of interest. And like you said, Mike, like the attorney for Louisville had to recuse himself. And that's probably the reason why, because he probably, he's probably worked with Mattingly, um, Cosgrove, and um, what's it, Franklin? Conrad? No, the 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 last off the one that actually got charged. Oh, I think you meant the the uh, police chief. Um, I don't know. There's there's so many. I don't know the actual like, officer's name, even though we all talk about. Uh, yeah, Walker. Uh, he's a, he was like the the main one. Um, yeah, I, I know mean, we can. Cosgrove and Mag- Mattingly. So I think it's Franklin. It's Walker. No, Walker is right. the the boyfriend, isn't it? Franklin Walker. You know what? Let's let's go back to it after. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you don't understand what I'm saying, Mike. Like the 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 quote the the proximity of right the DAs and the cops. Like it it really they're in bed with each other. It's it's hard for you to 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 define justice or to expect justice to be done when these people work together. You know, it's like me having to prosecute you, Mike, or having to prosecute Joel or vice versa. It doesn't make any sense, really. And I don't know how I mean, you how you fix that. I mean, uh, I have to, uh, lack of a better term, like they're in bed with each other, which is, you know, ironic. But uh, also, uh, going back, you know, it's ironic, though. Um, I, I like horror movies and stuff like that. The only things that scare me in, like, pop culture are, like, judicial and, like, prison movies, even ironically, even though I'm, like, a American, like, white male. Uh, mm-hmm. But that always scared me because I never trust. I miss. I distrusted it because, like, uh, even if you do a crime, like they'll ask you to plead down, so you still go to you still go to prison, even though like you could be innocent, because people can't afford proper, you know, uh, defense. Also, um, going back to pre George Floyd, uh, it became like a perfect storm because in late May, uh, that's when they dropped the attempted murder charges, uh, and then a week later. Obviously, just everything came to a, you know, came to a, you know, it was a perfect storm. And then immediately, you see immediate uh, changes in the first couple of weeks of June. So people who say, like, oh, like, protests, like, they don't work and everything, and then they lead to, like, chaos and everything. Well, immediately, uh, Louisville, you know, they pass a, uh, you know, the Brianna law, a Brianna bill, no, Brianna law. And that, that bans the use of no-knock no warrants. I'm sure it's locally, of course. But, uh, I mean, that was immediate response to the outcry. So people who say, you know, doesn't work, that can help change. And then it's all about laws, too. Like, you have to be out there and change the laws because they follow the rule of law. That's, like, the kind of the um, uh, the defense, you know, like, you know, there's a, the, law, the, the law allows it. So you change the laws. That's basically like message. How okay, do you feel so, about that? so so let's go through the consensus of what happened um in this whole in the actual events. So Brianna Taylor was involved with a person, her ex boyfriend. And I guess the ex boyfriend is into drugs or is a drug dealer allegedly. And 
I guess maybe at some point he was staying with her or he was getting mail at the, the apartment. And I guess in one of their, like, stings or one of their um, stakeouts they, or surveillance, they saw him leaving her apartment with a package. Like, shit, I just got some Sugar Me the Mooney shirts here. Like, you know, Mike could have came here to pick up them shirts and it could have been looked look like he's, he, he's walking out with a package. So for all you know, like, Buddy could have been, like, picking up, like, a, a Amazon package or something like that. So they get the warrant, um, but the postal investigator, I guess, for the police, even said that, like, you know, the, the parcel that he picked up wasn't enough for you to believe that there was any kind of like operation that involved Breonna Taylor or her apartment, but they got the warrant nonetheless, um, the no-knock warrant. So boom, 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 the night of. So these three officers go to the, the complex, they bang on the door or are trying to bust through the door so the boyfriend, who's a licensed um, gun carrier, also, let it be known, Kentucky, stand your ground state, and an open carry state. So he was well within his rights. So he sends off, when they come in, he sends off a warning shot. The warning shot um, hits one of the officers in the leg. So those officers, in response to that one shot, let off 20 rounds, six of them hit and killed Breonna Taylor. And then some of them went into the other apartment building. I mean, the other apartment or hit like um, a screen door or something like that, um, which is important. And Breonna Taylor's dead. So in the initial reports, um, if I'm correct, they didn't even say it like she was injured. Um, they never gave her medical assistance to try to save her life. Uh, they arrested the boyfriend, eventually let him go. But they, the other thing is they actually, the ex-boyfriend who was in question was already in custody. So, I mean, maybe they could have like delayed the raid and questioned the boyfriend and the boyfriend might've said, listen, like, I don't have shit in that apartment. Like... You know what I'm saying? And, right. um, you know, like, say her name, they came from that. Okay, speaking of Kenneth Walker, speaking of Kenneth Walker, during the press conference, uh, they didn't they didn't mention Breonna Taylor's name. So if people don't really understand the meaning behind, you know, say her name, it came from that, which makes it a little more deeper, uh, deeper meaning, because she was left, uh, her name was left unsaid during the press conference, which people, you know, you can get from it where she wasn't as she wasn't important to even mention her name. Uh, Check. What do you think? That's uh, what do you think about that? Um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a a, a burial. I mean, if you don't talk about her, and I assume they probably took they probably put more attention on the fact that like the her um that. Walker um shot the police and hit him than the fact that the three officers shot 
six times and or they shot twenty times and six six of those times actually hit her. Right. So um uh yeah, so it was actually May twenty fifth, George Floyd. And so like immediately, like, you know, what I was saying before, like the timeline of the the response from that was uh the mayor of Louisville suspends the no knock warrants. Uh June first, uh, they they the report was that the police failed to turn on their uh, body cams. And when body cams became a, such a big, big part of the conversation, uh, you hear many times like, oh, they, they uh, malfunction or uh, we didn't have time to turn them on. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think like body cams are uh, objective, you know? It's just what happened, you know? It's like you being there. Uh, it's not a he say, she say thing. Uh, so I think that, you know, why wouldn't you turn it off? I mean unless you're doing something that you know uh is you know unlawful or uh yeah so i think body camps like not being on is like maybe it would have uh, changed the narrative too speaking on the other side you know how do you yeah. you know what, do you, what about body cams because it happened recently too where uh like a 17 year old in dc was running and uh and then also yeah of course with um the other thing that happened a few weeks ago where they were saying someone who had a uh, uh I'm not saying he's like special needs, but he was also like, I don't know, but he was wielding a knife. Uh mm-hmm. that was a body cam thing and that still sparked uh, you know, outrage. Um but at least it was uh it was shown. Yeah, so and I the think body that's important. and then the body cam is for like everybody's protection. It's for the police, it's for the people. And I don't understand how people could do these things and have like how these cops have these things on, but they they have the authority to turn them off. And it's just like, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not like a law aficionado, but to me, I feel like anytime like they, one of these killings happens and like the um, body cam is off, like there should be some kind of like, internal investigation or some kind of like mistrial or something like that unless like it's proven that the body cam was like faulty or malfunctioning or you know and then you and even in a situation like that you could find out if the body cams were tampered with but i understand the point of these people having this um for their benefit and also for the benefit of um of 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 the people um that are killed like you know if your body cam is on like if your body cam's on when they entered the the home they entered the apartment it would be indisputable if they announced themselves which 12 witnesses said that they didn't but one did and they went on that one witness um, you would know if Kenneth Walker intended to harm the cop on a, on one of their body cams. And then you would see that they didn't intend on hitting Breonna Taylor, but all three, one, two, three people have these cameras and none of them were on. So we're just left to, to speculate and all of the speculation and all the evidence in public opinion seems to point at these people acted maliciously. Right. And since it was a warrant, uh, it was planned, of course. 
So it wasn't like, uh, oh, we didn't have time to turn them on. Like when like a, something chaotic happened, something immediate. Like the officer who showed up uh, to knock on the door, when I was the one with the wielding knife, the guy, uh, he just like the door opened. He was like, oh my God, like his cam was on. And then it just went, you know, this was like, obviously used were like premeditated. Uh, yeah, so it's like malicious. Uh, it was planned, planned for how long? And then they, oh, they didn't work or we didn't have time to turn them on. And also with the local uh, police departments, they go back, even like the small towns in like the West decades. And then even the biggest cities, they're like, you know, a century plus old, way over a century. So the body cams are obviously a newer, uh, new, newer invention implemented. Uh, maybe they follow like tradition, like maybe this things that the things they've always done and they're not doing like the non-lethal like the tasers, are, they're not really using them. They're just going back to like the old, maybe traditional. I mean, I'm, not, I'm just looking into it. Uh, I'm just throwing this out there. Uh, like they're ignoring like the advancements that could be beneficial mm -hmm. to both sides. And they're just going back to, they're staying in maybe like this mindset that was established way back. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because it's, it, it's going to go hand in hand with, with something I want to discuss um in a in a in a minute but um let's go to the results that happened on wednesday um so a grand jury and they're you know as a result of the investigation they came to the conclusion of uh charging um the one officer with um wanting endangerment three counts each count carries up to five years but uh, do, do you expect them to actually give him like five to 15 years of prison uh, I, I doubt it but the reason or why i wanted to bring that up is that to me kentucky and the city of louisville already told you what you know they, they didn't intend on serving any justice for one like mike said they suspended the no-knock warrants so already you know that you did wrong there like like something is wrong in in that strategy of policing then they settled with her family for 12 million dollars which is i think a record for a civil lawsuit against the city or something like that. Then about a week before these, um, they, they announced the, the result of the investigation, they put the city of Louisville in a state of emergency, enacted a curfew. So they anticipated some bullshit was gonna come of this and that, you know, people were gonna be upset. So they, they, long and short of it, like they basically admitted um, that, you know, the result, they, they knew like the results were not gonna be just. And you got this, um, so Michael, did you watch um, Karen, uh, the Attorney General uh, for Kentucky, um, Daniel Cameron's press conference? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned him. I was going to bring up uh, 
basically, let me let me go back a little bit though. Uh, kind of like the more recent timeline for that. Uh, in this month, so uh, there was like you know protests outside his house, uh, the Kentucky Derby. There's a huge thing in uh, Kentucky, and then uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, which is kind of like a symbolic thing between the divide in America. Uh, Donald Trump added him to the shortlist of the Supreme Court candidates. It's kind of like, uh, oh, we, we we stand by this guy, you know, kind of like that deal. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I mean, of course I followed it. You can't miss it on social media, but I didn't watch it like live. Um, but of course, like the, the day before, there was like uh, blockades around uh, the court. And they knew, like they knew there was going to be, something was going to go down the next day, obviously. Um, yeah, and then September 23rd, the uh, announcement came out. Uh, I mean, but also they, um, I feel like it's like back and forth. And then they nominated, they uh, appointed the first like female black uh, woman to uh, head the Louisville Police Department. I remember that. And it, it just, it starts in a couple of days. Uh, what do you think? Is that them trying to like save face or is that just a, a question? Mean, well, everything I said there, like, you know, the, the, lawsuit um the um spending the no knock those are all things to like appease a lot of things to, to save face but let me tell you something about the the, the lawsuit the sad thing and and people would say like oh well her family got money and that's great and that's wonderful and it deserve every cent and i believe kenneth walker is also suing the city of louisville so i hope he gets his money but I just remember um, watching the Central Park Five documentary, um, and this was after like, or not? Was it the documentary? I think like a twenty twenty interview they did when um when they see us was dropping, and you know they had Raymond Santana, um, one of the now exonerated five. He said, you know what, like. Because this is after the city of New York settled. Mind you, the city of New York dragged their feet. And it wasn't, if there's one thing you have to give uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio credit for in this city is the fact that he did right by the Central Park Five and settling, and settling with them. But Raymond Santana, he said, you know, with these civil lawsuits, it doesn't hurt police department it doesn't hurt like the people that actually did wrong the people that end up having to pay is the taxpayers that's the taxpayers money that's the same thing like i said with lebron with the um sheriff out there in in, in la saying that lebron should match the reward money so it could double lebron's paying he lives in la he's paying taxes He's already paying into the reward money. The fact is that he he is your employer. He is fine. He is financing you as long as well as the people of Los Angeles. And if I'm financing you, and I'm paying your bills, like I ought to be able to criticize you and hold you accountable. And that's all LeBron James and that's all these celebrities are trying to do. And I found it interesting in his in his um daniel cameron his um press conference one of, part of his opening statement was 
oh, all of these celebrities and all these people I don't live in Kentucky are going to have this and not to say. It's like, excuse my language. And this is another reason why, like, Joel couldn't be on here. But, motherfucker, you were at the Republican National Convention standing there with Donald fucking Trump saying, using Breonna Taylor's fucking name to boost your fucking national persona. And you're telling people, you're being a fucking hypocrite telling people, oh, you're not supposed to, celebrities shouldn't have anything to say about what's going on in in um in Kentucky. And it, like, Mike, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to go off on this. As a black man, to see a black man in such a high position of power and using his power to basically extend and carry on a system of white supremacy is probably the most disgusting thing I, I could possibly imagine. Like, I don't know how you could wake up every morning and look in a mirror with your black skin and just go to work every day and you, you're trying to appease all of these fucking white people, right? And in behind your back, and maybe even in front of his face, because he looks like the type of person that doesn't fucking mind it. Oh, Cameron, he's one of the good ones. He's he he's a credit to his race. Like that's all he's fucking doing. And it fucking disgusts me. His whole person. His whole person. He he disgusts me as an individual. He probably like to be honest with you, he probably disgusts me even more than the three officers that that were involved in killing Breonna Taylor. Cause there there was this is this is a black man that has the had the opportunity to do right by not even black people to do right by the United States of America and see that justice is served. And all he did was turn his cheek and appease uh, conservatives and all of these people, I don't really care. I really don't think Black Lives Matter. Like, his Black life matters to them because he is keeping the system of white supremacy afloat. People like him. And when people like him, and I, I said it before, and we'll, we'll talk about it on the regular show because there's another person that does the same thing. When these people with black faces say these things and do these things all it does is give these racists and these conservatives and these Fox News watchers and all of these ignorant assholes the ability to say oh like well this black guy says it so I can say it or my belief is my, my, my belief is substantiated because there's a black man saying it that's my piece Mike I'm sorry well, um, I had an aside before because you mentioned celebrities and LeBron, and your last statement actually, you know, it's it's all the same right now. So I, I'm I'm gonna go back, uh, and I was gonna ask you about the recent uh, statement because uh, you know NBA and everything. Um, Charles Barkley had a statement. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that, Chug? What he said, Javon? Yeah, it was uh, ignorant. You know, he's always a controversial. Yeah, he's a very controversial figure. Always, uh, it's very like short-minded. I mean, I'm asking your opinion. Uh, uh, but you know, it's kind of like, uh, he's always in the news for, you know, one reason or another. Uh, but do you think, 
for celebrity wise, he's more of like a you know the camera and the thing. You know, like I don't know. I just I saw it this morning, and um, you know he even said like the fun the police is like crap stop that. Uh, it's kind of just like the opposite of uh, most of the celebrities. So I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up there as an aside. Well, Charles Barkley, right? What what he said for one, he said you can't lump. Um, George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, and you can't lump Brianna's death in with those two because the boyfriend shot. But here's where, like, this is crazy that, like, this one case just becomes like a dichotomy of the 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 social discourse in this country. Because what do all the gun owners? Gun, gun rights activists, the NRA, all of that, why do they say they deserve their right, their Second Amendment, they, they need their Second Amendment rights to be upheld? Right. I mean, I've heard this been mentioned a lot of times today. Ironically, like if it was, the Republicans always say, come in my house, you're going to see like a barrel of a gun. That's like the kind of the statement, like that's like the uh, hyperbole of a gun owner, like we have the right, you know, and then now on the opposite, you have like, uh, you know, when police come in, um, it's like, well, it's like, you know, and then they blame, they blame the victims. Um, well, they have the right to come in. Uh, I see that's kind of like always, it's a, well, I, I think this is like the fifth episode, well, the fifth uh, recording in a row where I said hypocrisy, you know, and you know, the dichotomy, like one side is just always going to follow one side. And uh, with more likely than not, it's kind of just like hypocritical uh, viewpoint. I'm not sure. I just I might have just not answered your question, but that came to my head at the time. I'm just like, yeah. Well, like you, like you said, what Republicans say: if you come to my house, if you come to my house, you're gonna meet a gun. So that's literally what the police did. And you know, Kenneth Walker, he's a licensed gun owner. So you know, that's what he. As a matter of fact, he said the reason he had the gun. Or the or what he suspected or who he suspected was busting down the door was the ex boyfriend who was in custody already. Um. So that's one of that's part of one of the things that Charles Barkley said that you can't lump it in because he shot back. But you know, like it's in the morning, you're waking to somebody busting down your door. That's your first reaction to go get your gun and to let them know you have a gun. And the other thing that, like I say, is part of the social discourse is um, a lot of reasoning I see on like CNN, when I watch like, they'd have like a, a ex police chief or detective or whatever on that. And they always say like, well, you have to understand that, you know, these things happen in a matter of seconds. Like you only have like, this much time to think. All right. Here's the difference, though. Kenneth Walker, I don't know what his profession is, but he's not a trained police officer. So he's not trained in de-escalating. He's just trained in, all right, like, I'm a civilian. My house is under, under siege. Like, I have to protect it. And that's that. But a police, you're supposed to know the nuances of approaching somebody with a weapon, with a deadly weapon and approaching somebody with deadly force. And to know when deadly force is, is necessary. And that's the other thing. Like a lot of people are putting a lot of responsibility on civilians 
to have the temperament and to have, you know, the cooler head when dealing with a professional agent of government and law. So that's, that's, that's the first thing where Charles Barkley said was wrong. And then he said to defund the police. His point was that in white, rich white neighborhoods, they're not going to get rid of the police. So if you get rid of the police in black neighborhoods, um, who are you going to call? Blah, 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 blah. Well, first of all, there are so many instances of black people calling the police either to help them or to help a situation or, or help with somebody else where they get killed by the police and they're the ones calling them or is somebody just calling simply for like help not even like like um there was a young lady i think in dallas like she she uh, oh i don't know if that's what you you were about to bring up mike but um a young lady in dallas um, Sorry, go go right ahead. I have a different one. Her uh door was open, so her neighbor called the police to um a wellness check. They go there, they shoot her. And when they asked the neighbor after when they asked the neighbor afterwards, she's like, listen, if I knew she was gonna get get killed, I'm not I wasn't gonna call the police. And I I don't plan on calling the police ever again. It, 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 like it's on his 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 mind. What Mike, you were saying? Yeah, um, I remember this happened during the summer. Uh, the exact details uh, aren't coming to mind, but remember there was a gentleman. Uh, they called for help because he was on the side of like a rural road. Uh, he was like an older, uh, older black man, and people said he was either like he seemed uh, distraught or uh, he just needed help. Like he, he, like he, or someone like in the store like called for the authorities, and what happened was like an kind of like a uh what do you call that again like a, a citizen's arrest type deal mm-hmm. he came uh but he was actually calling no it was a guy in the street or it was just one of those type of guys helping him like he was like all right then he called in the cops that's what happened yeah sorry the go off topic you know i'm gonna go back to it now off the rails so he found the guy on the side of the road so he goes i'm gonna all right i'm gonna help you so he called directly to like the police line because he was like a you know like a citizen you know a citizen arrest like a deputy like a citizen's deputy or whatever and the cops came immediately and they like kind of assumed that this this black man was like the problem like he was the issue and the guy called the cops because of him and he was yeah. actually the cops called to help him and remember the guy like came in like tackled him right away without even find, without even asking what was going on which is all about de-escalation that's the key thing there's like that's the whole point they're supposed to be they're supposed to de-escalate the situation and that kind of there's a there's an old saying where like every time a police officer leaves the house, he may not return. Cause, and then that means that the police officer is always uh, knowing any situation he goes into every, uh, every, uh, when they pull over a car, they have to be ready for it. So they're already like, okay, let's, let's, let's solve this problem. And it could be the most extreme thing, or it could just be like, Oh, sorry. Here's the, here's the take and everything. So it's not like they should be jumpy. Uh, they should have the, the, you know, the, wherewithal to understand this and first and foremost like de-escalate the situation or you know at least know what's going on and know all the facts yeah and um, uh, like we talked about with the being shot in the back seven times um that happened you know like a couple months ago another so another uh another incident but yeah that's another uh, instance where 
they just jumped the gun again. That's the, for lack of a better saying. Yeah. And then there's so, so much stuff. There's so much stuff to talk about. There's so much stuff that I feel like we're going, we're bouncing around and we're missing the point because this whole thing was about Rihanna Taylor. But you can't. Well, of course, we have to bring up everything else because this is just. Am I wrong or right? Like we have. There's so many things, and it's like kind of like. Yeah, it's like a, how, many, a, how many more? It's a snowball effect, and um, so Barkley he talked about like the abolishing the police and defunding the police, and I, I, you know, even I when they started chanting that, I had to ask because I'm like, all right, you can't just get rid of the police, um, and defund like you know, you can't just take away the money from the police, but when you research it and you find out what it actually is, like abolishing the police basically means like stripping on the system and just starting it from the ground up, retraining, um, better hiring processes, better vetting, um, things of that nature. That's what abolish the police means. Then defunding means like, if you look at a lot of the budgets, for these police departments, sheriff departments, all these different law enforcement agencies, if you look at as much money as the city or the state is putting into them, as opposed to like different programs that really could use it, it is vast. Like, like the the NYPD billions of dollars, but you still have teachers out here going on strike like every two years. So, you know, it just means reallocating mm-hmm. that money. So, you know, back to what you were saying before, that's what I was going to get back to, where, you know, they have, you know, these de-escalation um, training, um, the body cams and stuff like that. And like you said, like, a lot of these new advancements, they're basically um, they're basically refusing or don't see the the um they're refusing or they they don't see the um the 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 use of it so it goes back to when everybody keeps saying like all right the answer for this is like police reform police reform police reform and then like i get disgusted by um kamala harris and uh joe biden when they're like oh we never said defund the police. We actually want to give the police more money. Da, 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 da. And it's just like, how do you reform this? These, uh, what little bit of of reforming or advancement they're already turning down? It's like I said earlier in the episode, like you have these body cams and it's not just for the benefit of the suspects or the civilians. It's for the benefit of the police. Like, if you're in distress and your body cam's off, you know, or a situation like in L.A., I mean, I don't know what the body cam um, situation was for those officers, but that got shot. But if their body cams was off, you know, and you're looking for a suspect and it's like a manhunt, if your body cam was on, we could see the person that shot you. And that makes, like, the search a lot easier. So, like, what's, like, your response to that? Huh? Yeah. Were they off-duty? I think the LAPD, were they off-duty? 
I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, they were like on a break. I don't know. I don't know the exactly the details with that. Yeah, I don't know specifically uh, either. It's a, it's an unfortunate yeah. and sad thing. And like, I don't want to see any cops get killed. Like, I don't think that's the way to go. But I do feel like the ones that do bad, they need to be held accountable. And this blue wall of silence bullshit, it needs to end. It's not serving anyone. It's not serving anyone but the police. And the fact that people are ignorant to it. It's just incredible to me. Like the day that this thing dropped, it was like this like hot chick I follow on like a hot cop on on Instagram that I follow because she's like fine. And it's the same couple hours after like Breonna Taylor and like she's posting all of these blue lives matter shits. And I just had to unfollow. I was like, fuck it. I don't care how fine you are, but this is just insensitive. Yeah. Uh I again I'm gonna go back. I feel like we keep going back and forth, but uh, yeah, that's exactly how I feel about the uh, defund the police were uh, and abolish the police is such a strong statement that uh, of course there's more details to it, but then you have like a tagline like that. People are going to get nervous and stuff um, with the defund the police. I get that where it's very easy to understand. I mean, if you take the time to think about it, uh, you mentioned uh, educators, the whole thing is if let's say like cops are getting like eight or like seven out of 10, you, if you go down to like four or five, like right mm-hmm. here, and then you give more to the, this is very basic. This is basic pie chart. You give the, you give the, the, the you know, the education more money. Hey, maybe down the line, a generation later, two generations later with education, we'll have less situations like this. It's like the bottom. It's like you start from the bottom and Hey, you people get scared about saying, um, start over with like the police uh like that's like people think that that's an extreme but if instead of just saying like start the police over you just start everything else over too like you you fund more equally or you know you put in the right spots and eventually you're going to benefit from that mm-hmm. you know yeah because like that like they always, like the, a lot of the issues with like uh less funded uh of course because like in more affluent affluent areas these uh these uh, schools are like crazy, you know, like high tech, like, like 25 years ago, 20 years ago, they were, they were like more like how uh, school, uh, schools are now with like all the technology, but they had the, they had the uh, jump on it. And uh, yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. Um, it, everyone will benefit. And in the areas that are like rural and like the like inner city uh, mm-hmm. places, locations, uh, they seem to get like the least, least funding where like they they need it i don't know as equal but also maybe as more as some other areas and it's like the opposite they're getting you know it's like and then i heard another saying where it's like you can't change the system like this is like how it's supposed to be uh i seen that uh, a lot too no, it's definitely not it's definitely not and um it's funny you mentioned that like with education because actually so sixth grade i went to school in um like a more black area right so the school was like terrible like all kinds of like bad shit was going on like i even always tell the story on september 11th like the school was so bad and like the teachers had no control over the classroom like we didn't even hear the announcement when like the first plane hit and we hear the announcement when the second plane hit because it was so bad so then my mom took me out of school sent me to a school 
in a more like white Italian Albanian neighborhood. It's actually where I live now. <laughs> Oddly enough, and like everything in the, in that school was like brand new and like it's like organized and this kind of third and like the teachers seem a lot more happier to do their job than they were. <laughs> they, excuse me, they were in a in in the other school. So a defund, uh, you know, spreading out the funding, I think would help. You know, balance out like you know the different neighborhoods when it came when it comes to education, and then um, you know, it's like you said, like people think like you're gonna take away like these police like they're not gonna afford uniforms anymore. They're gonna be out there with a uniform and guns anymore. So they're gonna be out there with like wearing like burlap sacks and and using slingshots instead of guns, <laughs> and they have to use like rope instead of handcuffs like that's not what it is it's just like we're gonna move the money spread the money around um and get people yeah and then um you know i'm you know I, my brother's on the autism spectrum there was a kid that got killed the other day oh got shot um mm-hmm. autistic teen his mom called the police for help because you know who else are you supposed to call? So they just, she needed like right. a mental health aid. And the fact that there aren't those, police come see this kid that he doesn't understand and shoots him. And now this kid's like, he, he got shot in his bladder, like this poor kid. And it's like, you know, I, I, I know as much as I, I, as much as anybody about autism, and I just know that you know, the kid, like, he's not understanding the situation. And it, it, they don't, it, it, the, the situation is not processed like um, uh, a typical person's mind would function. And you need special officers that are trained in dealing with people with development disabilities um, to deal with that, um, a couple years ago, it was a guy. He was a, uh, a, a, um, a aide, a person, um, with with development dis- disabilities in Florida, and the police didn't know how to deal with that kid. And this guy was a black guy. He shot him, and you know, the, it, it's a it, it's a it's a famous story. Um. I think his name was Charles Blake, if I'm not mistaken. But you could you could look it up. It was in Miami. Um, he was shot, and he said to the officers, "Like, you shot me. Why did you shoot me?" And the officers, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I heard about that uh, that shooting of the 13 year old uh, earlier today or yesterday, and that made me think, like. Um, especially now, like, a lot of these shootings are being um, more well-known, but they're, like, it's all over the place now. But I think one out of, like, 10 or 20, I, I, or that's crazy that I have to say ten, uh, 10 or 20. But uh, it's I feel like it's either uh, someone like that um, who can't understand the situation, the severity of it, uh, or, like, an emotionally disturbed, or just in that instance, especially even, like, just, like, the domestic disturbance, 
uh, like that could be going on for hours and hours and you're going to be like emotionally disturbed and just like either out of it and maybe you had a fight and like maybe you're intoxicated and stuff like that. Uh, that's, that's definitely like, where like, the cops should like, uh, again, step back, evaluate the situation and then proceed to deal with like that. Cause that's an actual term. Like police use like ED. Yeah. Emotionally disturbed. So they have a different protocol for that. Um, but yeah. uh, you know, and think about how, how how terrifying it is for like me and my family. Like, my brother is thir- about to be thirteen at the end of the year, and he's growing at like such a crazy rate. Like, he's almost my height. So I'm a thirty year old man. So he's the height of a grown man. He's black. He's autistic. Like, if he went out on the streets by himself, I'm terrified of how he he'd get dealt with if he didn't know or he fell into a situation he didn't understand. Uh, it's, it's just terrifying, but you know, we're saying all of this going back to Breonna Taylor and it's just um, it's just this idea of policing and, and, and how it needs to be changed. Um, and I kid in Utah, he was white. So it, it ain't even so much as just a white black thing. It's just a policing thing. Unfortunately, whenever that happens, because it does happen, I feel like it's not taken advantage of, but like either like, no, like maybe someone they, they'll uh, won't talk about it, or someone will use it as like a C, you know, or you know, like you know, yeah, 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 like on like a, they use it as like C, C. Because uh, it's, it's interesting, like like, interesting because I remember like it was like a couple weeks ago, like Trump was on on the thing, and they asked him about the amount of black people getting killed by police and then his retort was white people get killed more and it's just like motherfucker well not only that but it's like bro like nobody should fucking get killed that's the point (laughs) police shouldn't be killing anybody unarmed yeah well i'm trying to compare that like uh they could help it totally so, yeah, I but, mean, you know, statistics aside, you know, like obviously, if you just basically set out, you know, I was going to start with that, and then you just, yeah, it, it should be zero. You know, you shouldn't go down to zero, not like, okay, this is good enough. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, oh, only uh, this amount happened to this amount. But I, I, think that, I, I think that was the point you were trying to make, too. That, like, People use it like a look, see, like it ain't just black people getting killed. It's just like nobody should get killed, man. We're all we're asking is for the police to be better at their job. Like, that's it. Like, you know, there was a video last night in Seattle. Like, one of the cops was riding a bike, and I guess a guy was like injured, a protester was injured on the ground, and he rolled over the guy's fucking head. And none of the police officers, he just walked away. None of the police officers reprimanded him or, like, even looked like they were disgusted by him doing that. And that's why people say, how do you fucking reform that? How do you reform that? Even before that, remember the guy in in, in, in Buffalo when he got slammed, when he pushed them? And the one officer was getting ready to like help him up or get or get him medical assistance and then the next officer grabs the officer and says, No, leave him there. Or Yeah, or, that's intimidation. 
or intimidation. I mean, that same. Yeah, I mean, I think eventually, uh, uh, you know, like the uh, George Floyd. I think it was like one out of four, and the guy who was only on for like six months just got out of training. Uh, he felt like he was. There's like on the video. There's there's like a moment where he's like stop or that stop, uh, but just like he felt like this is wrong, and he was basically like uh, felt he was like intimidated or just felt like he he's wrong. Like this is this is how we do it. No, this is how we do it. Um, but also going back, like, um, you know, everyone, like actual individual like police officers, and people mentioned, people say, like, what about their training? Like, you know, they, they, you know they, 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 the training should be like, you know, you got to change the training. And that goes, that's the top, top bottom, you know? Yeah, and that's why they're saying, mm-hmm. like, abolish the police. The whole system got to be eradicated because clearly the people, at you know the the highest levels, the commissioners, the chiefs, of the, the police chiefs, people like that. They used to be the the beat, you know, walking the beat and shit like that. And they were taught by even more worse people on how to police. And this is how you gotta deal with like the blacks. This is how you gotta deal with the Latinos and and shit like that. And that's why it's like the whole shit gotta like get like the whole thing got to be reshaped. The idea of policing needs to change. This is a total off-track thing, I'm thinking, but uh, if you go back to, like, I'm a history guy, you can go way back. Uh, like, even, like, New York City, or the, like, Manhattan area, police were, uh, of course, eventually, a lot of them became police officers, but, like, with the immigrants coming in, they needed to be, like, you know, they had to like, uh, they, they more people down there because like, oh, they're wild and stuff. We have to corral them, you know. And if you go even further back, a lot of like, like the rangers and everything, uh, they were created, they were like ex-soldiers to protect pioneers. Like people, you know, Manifest Destiny, they were mm-hmm. out there to protect them against indigenous people. If you think about that, I just, that just came to me. What do you think about that? I mean, I feel like you're saying <laughs> no, that's like a structure. Not only that, that, dude, not only that. You know where the police force started? <laughs> Slave catchers. So, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's foundation is based on on black people already being like fugitives. Like the inherent, the the basis of their existence is black people are criminal or they're up to no good, or they're inherently criminal just for being black. Yeah, I read an article about that um, actually recently where um, they were kind of saying, um, oh, police are here to uh, protect you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of goes with saying that, no, maybe they were established to actively, not being defend, like actively pursued, uh, you know, see the bad in people instead of seeing the good in people, which is like, like a motto for a lot of, uh, they see the good in people is something I hear a lot. But yeah. maybe they're like seeing that they're like it's like uh you have to it's, it's also like in in uh court where like you have to prove your innocence, which is like the opposite of what it's supposed to be. You're supposed to prove your guilt, you know. It's like the same thing, kind of. Does that make sense? Where like the like the like the the, the belief or like the you know like the the ideas like that's what it's supposed to be, but it turns yeah. out like it's the opposite. So the idea so, is, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're guilty until proven innocent rather than innocent until proven guilty. 
And that's, and that's, that's just isn't the case. And, and uh, honestly, that's how the justice system works more often than not for people of color. But to bring it back to Breonna Taylor, so the apartment, which seems to be the only um, wronged, uh, the only thing wronged in this in this um in this process, uh, according to the state of Kentucky, um, the apartment was inhabited by a white family. So that family has even said, like, they're fucking upset that, like, charges weren't brought against the cops. Like, that's all. Like, they, they, they've told the dudes, like, yo, like, I'm, like, this is wrong. Like, they, they killed the woman. Like, fuck our apartment. Like, that sure, that wall, that drywall would get fixed. That went, that screen door would get fixed. Like, this, this girl's never coming back. It's material. You know, that's all the same. That's kind of the argument, too, during, like, the protests slash riots. Uh, like, they were more upset about the glasses, the, you know, like the windows being smashed, uh, looting over, like, the fact that they were doing it. You know, like, they, 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 but the point is, like, they were doing it because of this, uh, because of uh, bodily harm slash uh, murder and uh, just loss of life. Listen, um, the, the other thing, too, is that... Um, or the thing that pissed me off about Daniel Cameron before we end this, like the whole time he was talking, he kept on saying that her death is a tragedy, but her shooting was justified. Like you can't, that's the confusion that frustrates me about the whole thing. Like how can you call it a tragedy, but you're calling it justified? How can you call it justified, but still think it's a tragedy? I mean, they might like in war too, they use them, uh, a casualty of war, like uh, that's what they use. And a lot of this is they police are militarized now. That's 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 defunding police because they're now they're like walking, uh, you know, like militarized. Like you go to Manhattan, the city, NYC, they got like freaking tanks now, and you know, like they have like stations everywhere, like above uh, main avenues where it looks like it's a freaking tower. It almost looks like a prison tower. Yeah, you said. You know, we've seen. You know, we've all seen that. And you said that was Giuliani. I sorted out too, right? Oh, of course. I mean, Giuliani. All over Twitter, people are like, "Bring back Giuliani! Bring back Giuliani!" Uh, of course, he made Times Square safe enough for Disney and everything. But all he did was just like push everything out of like the uh, tourist areas, and the other boroughs uh, got affected. And then the police were gradually. I use, I'm using the word militarized, but they're gradually, gradually giving more authority. Like we can talk about the stop and frisk on a, a different, a different uh, podcast. But basically, they were given the right to like, all right, let me see what's in your bag or whatever, whatever, without like legitimate like proper uh, probable cause. So basically, they turn probable cause and just like, all right, let me just. I, I'm assuming that he has something. Not like you can see something like in the guy's like window of a car. Yeah. Uh, so that that needs to go to like places that are actually in the middle of a war, there's no laws like that. They can do anything they want, you know? So mm-hmm. I think I think about that sometimes where it's like militarized. You know, you, again, defund it is a scary word for some people or, you know, like abolish. But just allocate the funds in different areas and maybe you balance it out and then things aren't going to go like this, you know? Educate people more, you know? And then they realize like, 
even like you know educate even the police educate the people yeah. it'll benefit everyone in society all right so i'm gonna ask you if you have any final thoughts just in case your thing um shuts off mike yeah. so you got any final thoughts on brianna taylor right yeah we talked about a lot of things we jumped back and forth uh but basically uh, brianna taylor should be used and a lot of people are saying like you're using her but i mean i think um it kind of like embodies like the whole, especially in the last like six months uh, of like the frustration and uh, just a frust- frustration from like a lot of people, not just like minorities and everything. Uh, so I think um, this just happened a couple, like, a couple days ago, but we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. Because of course the ticking clock is like the election. It's like six weeks away now. Mm-hmm. Final yeah. yeah, man. Um, well, first of all, prayers up for her family and all her loved ones, her friends, anybody that knew her. Um, it's just sad because, you know, I'm 30 years old and she died at 26. So, you know, I've I've gotten to live four more years than she has. And I just can't even imagine like the best if I just picked like the best four years of my life and I could have gave it to her, you know, I, I wish I could. Um, Kenneth Walker, a boyfriend, I, I pray for him too, because in all of this, like, you know, he probably don't, doesn't even have time to like get to like think and mourn for her. And you know, that was a boyfriend. So, and they was living together. So they, they genuinely had, um they, he cared for her and 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 loved her and you know he he misses her i uh, i'd 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 bet so prayers for him and i hope he gets his, his money too and that's when you know the the city of louisville and kentucky know they did wrong once he gets his and i hope he gets his um but you know i said it right after the the unfortunate um um charges were brought and the thing about those charges too is crazy because it's like damn like for those three wanton endangerment charges it's like it, like it's almost insulting it's almost more insulting than they had not charged him at all because you're basically telling us that like yo like property um, it's more important than a person's life. Like three, like the, the amount of bullets that went into those walls, um, are greater than the bullets that uh struck and killed this young lady. And you know, at some point, man, it, it has to change, and we just got to keep working towards it. And the thing I said right after the, the charges were made public and the results of the investigation were made public was that, you know, this doesn't mean uh, you stop, hashtag say her name, you stop, hashtag Breonna Taylor. Like, if anything, you got to keep saying her name because, for one, you got to talk about the injustice of her killing and you got to talk about the miscarriage of justice when the people uh, who were supposed to be held accountable weren't. And... You know, I just hope that, like, we, we get better at this, man, as a country. Like, 
you know, as black people, it's like we 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 just it's just hard for us to to grasp why we love this country so much, but it keeps showing us time and time again that it doesn't love us back. And this has been Shook Me the Mooney. Um, thank you for listening to this. Um, check out the regular show, but we just thought that um we needed a uh, a special um attention to to this this trial and Breonna Taylor because I think it would have been a lot to try to contain into our show. Um so I'm glad we got to 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 be here with y'all. So on behalf of Mike, on behalf of myself and behalf of um Joel who chose not to be here because I mean he he could only tell you but I assume it's because or part of it has to do with as he said before something like this actually happened to him where the cops, you know, went to his house wrongly and, 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 you know, something like this could have happened to his family. So I'm pretty sure like this, this weighed upon him a lot. So, um, thank you guys for listening. Shook me the Mooney. Mm-hmm.